This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. Let's um, turn our Bibles to Job chapter 36 and verse 22. I want to show something this evening, still in the line, along the lines of faith that we came out of from Wolfbeck. And um, I, I want to touch on something that I think was Pastor David Ogwelli said at the end. He had finished teaching, uh, first session. And then he brought out a sheet of paper and said, and talked about um, Brother Copeland and Reverend Jerry Savell. And the fact that Brother Copeland at one point invited Reverend Jerry Savell, who was like his protege, to his hotel room to join him in prayer. And I know about the story, but it was a powerful recollection for me. And what he did was that he wanted to show him how he prayed and told him to join him. And that uh, Brother Copeland would start praying in the Spirit, and all the time he would be looking through the Scriptures, he would take a Scripture, start quoting that Scripture back to God, and then he will pray in the Spirit again, and well, he would be doing that back and forth. And then uh, what he was doing was, at that point, he was believing God for a jet to use in their ministry. And then he got to a point where he said, now I know what to do in the place of prayer. And he said what they had, they already had a jet they were using, that he was going to take that jet, refurbish it, all right, make it excellent, and then sow it as a seed into somebody else's life and ministry. And then he said about 10 days after, about a week after, that Brother Copeland called him and said, come straight to the airport, to the airfield, I want you to see a miracle. And as they stood there, a jet came out of the air there, clouds there, and landed. And it was a beautiful, big, brand new private jet. And it was a wealthy man that came out of it and said, God spoke to me to give you this jet. He had called the office and handed them the keys and then went away and took a commercial flight back to where he was going. And he just said, uh, he was just said it there, that Kenneth Copeland talks about learning there, which means you are taught by God as to what you ought to do when you have put your faith out, all right, for something. Uh, and and I, I want us to understand this, all right, this evening. I want to speak on that, that God teaches you and teaches us how to get things done. That when you put your faith out in God for something, that the most important thing you get back from God, even though people don't have patience for this, even though we have a cliche that we say, which is teach a man, all right, on how to catch fish rather than give him a fish when he is in need. So if we believe that, then why don't we appropriate it into our lives? In other words, a person has right a need or there is a situation and God doesn't just want to heal you of that pain, but wants to teach you how you keep yourself in permanent health all the days of your life on the earth. That he doesn't just want to show you how, uh, well, I was bidding for a job and I got that job. No, how you, all right, will arrange yourself in a place where you can never lose in anything that you are involved with. That you can't come out and fail at it. Jesus, all right, if he went in any endeavor, you'll have known that Jesus will not fail in that endeavor. Not because in an itemized way, Jesus will be praying for the Father to bless him in that thing, but Jesus understood how to work miracles. That's why they could wake him up, 
all right, while he was asleep, and he could manifest the power of God. That's why his mother could say when they got to a feast where there was no wine, that whatsoever he tells you to do, just do it. In other words, Jesus understood how to work these things out. That's why it is called work out, all right, your own salvation. And the Bible says, he that worketh miracles among you. That is, the people in your midst that are producing the supernatural, how are they doing it? Is it by the works of the law or through the hearing of faith? So God teaches. And so it says the children of Israel knew the acts of God, but Moses understood the ways of God. And this is one of the blessings, all right, that he wants to bring forth, right, in 2024 for us. Okay, I mean, someone who's in ministry from the beginning, he told me, he said, from what I saw in Wolfbeck, I've realized that preparation is the key to everything because it is a systematic preparation. It is something that God teaches you and says, go about it in this all right, particular way. There is an understanding, all right, to that particular thing. Even in the arrangement of the ministers there, who comes before who, there is a wisdom that you apply. And I've said this before, that God told me, said, I have two, two sessions there, pair the anointings, all right, together. And, 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 and when those anointings appear together, he said, look, what you're going to get is one will put a thousand, two will put ten thousand there. So if you take that same singular minister there and you put him with somebody else in a conference that he's just speaking just by himself one night, they may not, you may not see that kind of effect, all right, that you will see because there's a system that you're working in making all right in doing those things as God himself teaches us. So if you look at Job chapter 36, just a few scriptures on God teaching. Job 36 and verse 22. Behold, God is exalted by his power. And then link power to teaching. Who teacheth like him? Now, you won't consider power and teaching, all right, to be linked together. He says, God is exalted in his power who teacheth like him. I know sometimes we are childish. I'm going to say this in church. And people say things like, oh, you know, people talk wisdom. Uh, some people talk power. It's not about... Talk. Look, the scientist is the same thing. What we see in the natural, we see in the spirit, spirit realm. The scientists that create atomic bombs and all of that understand the science of creating explosive products. It is a function of wisdom, which means that it's through the wisdom they have that they can generate power at any given time. In other words, because of wisdom that they have, it's no longer luck. If there's something, a gate here, and they have to get through the gate, they know how to arrange the explosive to blow the thing up, which means to manifest power at any given time because of the wisdom that they have. So it's through the operation of wisdom there. That's why it's God of power, but he teaches them. And so it's through the operation there of his wisdom that his power also is made manifest. Second Samuel chapter 22, verse 35. Show you that God teaches. Second Samuel 22, 35. He teacheth my hands to war because of how I have been taught so that a bow of steel is broken by my arm. My arm's here. So if I had a bow of steel here and I held it and I tried to break it, everybody here will know that you can't break that bow of steel with your own strength. Everybody will know that. But God can teach a person how to hold that bow of steel at a certain place that with their arm, they break, all right, that bow of steel. In other words, he gives wisdom. That's what he's saying. So God teaches a person. Let's assume the person is in business. And that because they have been taught by God, 
within six months, they have released things into that business through the work of their hands. Just like Isaac, Isaac was taught in famine. It wasn't, it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't even a miracle in the sense that when we say miracle, something that happened that he didn't understand. There was famine in the land. Everywhere was dry. No rain was falling. And God must have taught Isaac there that go and sow there. I will show you how you get water, all right, from beneath the ground or somewhere. And the thing became fruitful. So he was taught, right, by God in that. Job chapter 35 and verse 11. Now, if, if we read from verse 9, God was angry with people who were praying, all right, because they were being oppressed. And it's just like, you look and say, well, things are very difficult. I'm praying to God, God, come and save me. And, and God looked at them. Look at what God said. Look at what God said. By reason of the multitude of oppressions, they make the oppressed to cry. They cry out by reason of the arm of the mighty. But none saith, which means they're being oppressed. And they were praying for deliverance from the oppression. Look, God came and delivered the nation of Israel from the arm of the oppressor. But, all right, you will find out that it is because of the lack of wisdom in them. That's why other human beings could oppress them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. If anybody can enslave you, they are more powerful than you. If anybody oppresses you, that means that you are declaring that they are superior to you as a person. That's why they can oppress you. So, if you say that, alright, God, deliver me from this oppression, make the oppressor die for me to go free, it doesn't improve your wisdom. You're only going out there to become a slave to somebody else. Do you understand what we're saying here? Yes, sir. That's, I urge you, honestly, I'm saying this from my heart. If you want to relocate, relocate to. But give yourself two years to conquer Nigeria before you go. Wherever you go, you will conquer the place. But an alligator in a lizard in Nigeria cannot become an alligator in Canada. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Change of location is not change of wisdom. And 35 years can go in a foreign land. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because if you're in one village somewhere, there's no pair to stimulate. You know, here, if you see your colleagues doing well, you will be stimulated. You know, there, there's no pressure. I hope you know what I'm saying. You don't be buying milk and cheese crossing the road, buying this for the 35 years. You will not. Look, I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Like somebody said, once you get that, they pay you 2,000 pounds, you change it to Naira. So you say you're a millionaire. Isn't that what you say? Uh, 2,000 pounds a month, you change it. You say that's 3 million. Ah, I'm a millionaire. Okay? But by the time you finish paying all the bills, you will know that 100 pounds will be left at the end of the month. Now, the bad thing is, that's not even the bad thing. The bad thing is, salary increase between that time and 20 years can be 700 pounds. Uh, you don't know. Ask. <laughs> Except there is a dramatic improvement in your own self. Are you following me, yeah? Which means there is a dramatic improvement in yourself as a person, which means you acquire certain things, you do all of that, you start looking out for opportunities, you come back to Nigeria during summer, you look around to see what you can move, you get what I'm saying? Then there can be changes. But if you just the system that you are following, oh. ask people that are there, ask, just call, ask them, okay. So Job 35, I stand here. It says this. And someone passed on to took him in the said, people, people said, after all was said and done, all they have left in their pocket, $18. That she told them, you don't know this, how it is, this is. $18 as disposable income. In other words, when you cross the road and look at McDonald's, you just look at it. <laughs> Quarter pounder, $4. You can only this one four times. All right, Job 35 here, verse 10. I'm not scared of anybody. I'm just telling you how it is. I'm not, I'm not, if you know the amount of... Uh, I'm not scared of anybody. I'm just telling you as it is so that you are ready. 
But if you conquer, just give yourself two years. This is what I'm saying, practice it. Conquer the environment, anywhere you go. Ah, you've defeated Nigeria. Who are, who, who, who are that? Who? <laughs> who are that? Who Canada? <laughs> Quickly, once you get there, you'll be seeing business everywhere. Everywhere your eyes will be. So I'm not saying you do I'm just saying, don't run away. Do you get what I'm saying here? Job chapter 35, verse 10. Let us go and look at it here. But on saith, where is God my maker, who giveth songs in the what? Night. That's, we are in the night. We are not living, but you give us what? Songs in the what? Night. Next thing. Who teacheth us more than the beasts of the earth and makes us wiser than the fowls of heaven? Look at what it says. There they cry, but none giveth answer because of the pride of evil men. That instead of them admitting that it's a failure of wisdom, they don't want to admit that, right? So they attribute it to something. So what he's saying is you ask God. Don't say the environment is so tough. Ask him there is a wisdom here. Didn't the scripture say your light shines in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it? He did not say that he will reduce the darkness. He says your light will do what? Shine in darkness there. Psalm 90 and verse 10. Sorry, 9410. He that chastiseth the heathen shall he not correct. He that teacheth man knowledge shall he not know. So God wants to teach us, all right, knowledge. And he tells us in Proverbs there, so shall the knowledge my son eat honey. Is good for thee and the honeycomb, which is sweet to thy taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to thy soul. When thou hast found it, there shall be a reward, and your expectation shall not be cut off. So if I have an expectation, it's cut off. I have an expectation, it's cut off. Somebody can attribute it to cats that are flying around. Do you get what I'm saying? Attribute it, all right, to... I was, I was crossing the road, and, to, and people like those things because and you only find it in cultures where they are mentally lazy. Do you get what I'm saying here? You ask yourself, why come in other places these cats are not troubling them? All right? Because people don't want to take responsibility and apply themselves there, all right, together. I want to show this here. So it says, so shall the knowledge. So if I don't get it, then it's because I don't know as I ought to know. And any problem you face, you will resolve it. Any problem you face as a Christian, that with the Holy Ghost I face this thing, you'll resolve it. If you can get this book, get it. The, the obstacle is the way. Which means where the obstacle is, is the way to your destiny. Avoiding the obstacle won't get you there. Go through the obstacle. So if you face it as a person there, all right, you will. And understand that what do I need? I need to learn my way. I need to learn my way, all right, until I easily can achieve this particular objective in life. So we have said, Isaiah 64, as I bring this in, Verse 1 to verse 4, and I'll keep quoting this at least the first two months of the year. Our theme scripture for this year, and it is a year of his visitation. And it says, All that thou will rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might flow at thy presence. It says, Next verse, as when the melting fire burneth, the fire causeth the waters to boil. To make known thy name unto thy adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. Then it says, When thou did terrible things, which were looked not for, thou came down, and the mountains flowed down at thy presence. Then it says, For since the beginning of the world. So he wants to make his name known to his adversaries. All those that oppose the gospel and say all kinds of things, I want them through you to know my name. I want them to know who I am. And then I want them to tremble at my presence. 
that they see things just like Peter trembled at the presence of Jesus and said, I must be. Or, or Jacob and Laban. Laban said no. I mean, even though he knew that there was, he still challenged Jacob until Jacob manifested a level of wisdom that was unheard of or known that Laban in himself must have known clearly. Or with Isaac and the Philistines, they admitted and said, God, all right, he was in the most disadvantaged position, which is who that practices things were in disadvantageous positions there. He, he, they, they are taking the wealth of his father, and then they left him with what they would call dead wealth. He said, God has made room for us. We shall be fruitful in the land. So you can see that in the face of the adversity, first of all, you note something, their declaration was right. Are you from here? Please, think about what I say, no? Your father left inheritance for you. Some strangers are taking the wealth of your father. You separate yourself three times. Your dog, the wealth, they took them. Then they now left you somewhere which they felt. And we didn't hear you complain about the wealth they took. Are you following? What you are saying is, this is what? Rehoboth. In other words, this is a strife-free environment. And we are going to be what? Fruitful in this what? Land. So it's like the spear-throwing Saul chased David out and he found himself in a cave. But all the men that came to him, their hearts were light, even though they had nothing. And David said, this is what? Rehoboth now. We'll build an army here. So, Isaiah 64, verse 3, yeah? So, he says this. That, that verse 4. For since the beginning of this world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither has I seen beside thee what you have prepared for them that wait for thee. All right? So, he says, beside God. God is the only one that has this knowledge here of the things that he has prepared for, his, for us. And he therefore says we should wait on him. And explain why he says wait on him for this. But let's look at what he's talking about because Paul lifted this exact scripture into the New Testament. That's why when people say Old Testament, New Testament, they don't understand the Bible. All right? All theological positions in the New Testament were established from what they found in the Old Testament or else it was their idea. Because the only scripture at that point was what you call the Torah. So anything you establish as a doctrine had to be a right interpretation of the Old Testament. That's how you came to the doctrine there. So when people say that that's ultimate, you don't find it in the New Testament, they are spiritually illiterate. What do you mean? You can't find it. I'm saying that when they said all scripture is given, that man was writing a letter to people and said all scripture. He was referring to what you would call the Old Testament as the canon of scriptures there that was the basis, all right, for what they established in the New Testament. In fact, if you read Hebrews chapter 1 and 2, they, they just lifted New Old Testament scripture and just dropping it, lifting it, dropping it, lifting it, Psalms, dropping it. They, they, didn't even, they were just dropping Psalms, dropping and they were dropping him out of context. Because when people say everything must be in context, everything doesn't have to be in context. I'm telling you this. If you, if you want me to show you things in the Bible that are out of context, you will see that when he just put, that one priest after all, it's like he just came from, he just took one script. You don't know. All right? So, First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. This is the scripture. But as it is written, this written there is this Isaiah 64. I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. Now, what are those things? Look at the next verse. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth all things, 
hear the deep things of God. Now, so he reveals it. But what is it? Let's go to verse 7. Let's go to verse 7. But we speak wisdom in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world to our glory. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But, verse 9, as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard. Now, so anybody, this is what I'm saying here. Anybody who looked at Jesus dying on the cross were crying that Jesus is being beaten and that dying. But the wisdom is because the prince of this world did not know this wisdom. Or else they wouldn't have crucified Jesus. Because what was actually going on was they were escorting Jesus into a place that would be inaccessible to them, multiply his power through more. Do you get what we say here? So if you lose your job and you are regretful about it, you don't know if you have that wisdom that actually you are being escorted to somewhere. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So what God has prepared for us are not even events, but wisdom. Are you following what I'm saying? All right? He hasn't prepared, so to speak, that, okay, I've prepared an event for you. No. I've prepared wisdom. Once you get that wisdom, you will walk anything. Uh, you get what I'm saying? You walk the miracles out. In fact, if you get the wisdom, you will sit down and say, I have many things to, I can do now that will succeed. Huh? This one is best for my family. Let me stay with this one. But you'll produce success at it. Because you have gotten what? Wisdom. If you know how to drive, you can drive any car now. So if you know how to do it, that's why when people come and say, it's because of the business I'm doing that I failed. No, 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 no. You must understand that Joseph is what they gave him, he did. When you are in prison, will you choose what you want to do? If, if, can you say in prison, my calling is to bake? When that's not what they gave you. But whatever he did, did what? Prospered. So he understood how to create prosperity from anything he was given. That wisdom entering you is better than when you wake up, something goes wrong. You say, am I sure I'm in God's will or not? Do you get what we're saying? So what's this wisdom here? Look at Luke chapter 10, verse 20 to verse 24, what he has prepared for us. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And then he goes on and says, In that hour Jesus rejoiced in his spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven, for thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent. People will feel they are smart. But you have revealed them unto babes. Even so, the Father seemed good in thy sight. Next verse. All things are delivered to me of the Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he whom, to whom the Son revealed him. Verse 23. It says, He turned to his disciples and said, Privately, blessed are your eyes, which see, which see the things that you see. Next verse, it says, "I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see, and have not seen them, and to hear these things that you have heard. All right, this and to hear and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. So these are things here." That even the Bible says angels do what desire to look into. All right? So, this is what God is telling you. I told all night, I caught nothing. Doesn't mean pack up the business. Are you following what I'm saying? It means go at it again 
And let me teach you the wisdom on how to get it done. Are you following me? We carry the carts there to enter into Jerusalem. Two people die. He says, that doesn't mean that don't conclude and say, oh, we're not supposed to carry the cart. That's, that's the easy way out. The real way here is, look, there is a way in which we can get this particular thing done. So what is the task that is before you here that I'm saying, as a Christian, don't ease yourself out of it. Learn how to do it right. Don't ease yourself. Don't come out in a challenge and tell yourself that, look, all right, I will ease myself out of there and just, you know, just say that I don't think and then we'll move to something else. He says, learn how to do that thing. I want to show how that, but you have to have a commitment there and look at it and say, I am going to learn how to get this particular thing done. So the first step to it is that you have to have your words right. In other words, like Isaac said, even where there was no appearance of anything, he said, the Lord has made room for us, we shall be what? Fruitful in the what? Land. So for 2024, you have to open your mouth wide so that God can fill it and what he is going to fill it with, all right, is the knowledge of his wisdom. That's what he's going to fill it with. When you open your mouth wide unto God, he is going to. So don't think that it's going to be magical, which means once I just start saying it and I look on the outside, no. Once I start saying it here, God is now committed on the inside to teach me and to show me and once you're in that tangent, you know, when Paul says grace and peace be multiplied unto you, what he's saying is, all right, once you come in alignment with God, what, that's what he's saying. Grace will multiply and peace will multiply unto you. Alignment means, uh, you know, when, when Paul said, uh, when they saw the grace that was given unto me, all right, number one, you'll be at peace on the inside. You, you will know you are in, the, just that peace is there because you are in harmony with your creator, the person who created you, who reconciled you unto himself. And then number two, all right, there'll be evidence on the outside also that you are also in complete alignment. You are working with God. There's agreement here and that's because you have received the wisdom of God. So the starting point, go to God in prayer there with a confession and a declaration constantly that I have received this particular thing from you and you are declaring it out of your mouth, out, all right, of your lips there, uh, speaking out God's promises out of your lips there, confident, bold declaration, even though your heart is still empty as to how this thing will be done, but he needs your sound first, he needs your voice first, and then he needs you to come up to him in prayer. And in prayer, you are saying, fill me with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that I might work worthy of you into of unpleasing, and I might be fruitful in every good work. So you want to pray there. So... You have the promise of God, but you want to pray the wisdom of God to come on the inside of yourself there so that you can know. And that's what Kenneth Copeland was doing. That he got it and said, all right, this is the scripture that God has given. He quoted that scripture back to God and began to pray for the wisdom on how to get that particular thing done. And after some time of you repeatedly doing that, that's why it says it's like a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the day star rises in your heart. Now, the key to it is what I want to show you here. If you look at 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9, it says there, God has prepared for them that love him. That word love there is agape. Now, and for a reason I just realized, that we are not to show agape just to ourselves. We are to show agape to God. Agape to God means unconquerable benevolence to him. In other words, no matter what happens, my attitude towards you will not change. 
my disposition towards you cannot be conquered. So if I'm a giver of worship, nothing can happen here that will stop me from worshiping you. Those are the people that get it. My friend, waiting on God, because if you take this scripture here, Paul changed it. It's not saying wait. He says those that do what? Love him. Waiting on God is not just that I, it's a process. I just, you know, waited after three days. God, where is it? No. No, 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 no. God causes, hear what I'm about to say, causes the rain, I'm telling this the key to it. He causes the rain to fall on the unjust, on the unthankful, on who. But he does not cast his pearl before swines. And he doesn't give holy things to dogs. Jesus said that. He says if you give holy things to God, they will turn around and they will do what? Trample upon you. Okay? In other words, a person that doesn't know the worth of something and the price attached to something should not be given that thing. Are you following me here? Or else what that person will do is that they will take it and then they will turn around again and then they will begin, they will trample upon it right before you and they will even begin to be hostile. Which means there's, because those kinds of people have, and sorry, have never labored for anything themselves in their lives. A person who has labored and gone through things in their own personal life if anybody gives them anything, they understand what the meaning is. You understand what I'm saying? All right. So, I mean, you can call a person uh, and, and, and let's say you, somebody invites someone to speak. And when he gets on the pulpit, he doesn't have any regard for the sacrifice that has gone to that platform, and he talks carelessly, all right? Anybody that has the spirit, if somebody's talking carelessly, they will tap their friend and say, there's somebody one day who went somewhere and was talking in a Kenekopla meeting, a senior minister. This was 2008. I was there with my friend. I tapped him. I said, Copla will never invite this guy again. He said, can you say, but he's preaching the word. I said, wait. Ah, till today, Copla has not called me to do it. Because if you dishonor something, uh, that people shall, they won't, they won't, they won't it's, see, it's only a fool that will continue. Because when you do that, what, what happens is that people now, now, say, I've invited somebody, let me just code it to preach. The person over preached during Copeland's meeting, over preached. When they were coming out of the lounge, the other one told him, I hope you are lamb. Don't, don't do what you did. Because that was, that said, don't do what you did there. I hope you alarm me, sir. He said, I have my alarm this time. <laughs> this wolf maker, someone I know very well, very close to me, he, he overstepped. He sent me a message the next day. He said, I overstepped. My, I didn't even know my bounds by this amount of minutes. I apologize for it. Those are people that regard, not uh, the Spirit of God is moving. <laughs> And the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost is just moving. I, I just have to, and, and, and uh, you, you're on the podium. The pastor is there. Say, but, uh, the Holy Ghost is just moving in my heart now. And, you know, you know um, I, I know I've been given my time, but, but the, I, I just have to go with the Spirit of God. Next meeting, God, you and the Spirit of God. God <laughs> Let me tell you exactly how it is. A man labors, 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 builds a house, everything, gets married. Listen to this, because religious talk. And then he marries the lady and the wife says, So who is the head of this house? Say, Jesus is the head of this house. You know how, you know, you're setting the person up now. You're trying to say, Are you saying Jesus is not the head of the house? You say, Okay, go and become Mrs. Jesus. Are, are you following here? He said, but, but Jesus himself will tell you that the, the, I am the head of the house. And I've delegated my authority to this person. <laughs> when the Bible says, let the spirit of the prophet 
be subject to the prophet. I hope you know that the Holy Ghost moved though. The Holy Ghost was moving though. But he says, even when the Holy Ghost is moving, and you know this thing will cause confusion, that other movement is for you personally. The public movement has what? Ended. This one is what? Personal ministry. So how do you get to that point? Look at Galatians chapter 3 and verse 19. Sorry, Philippians 3. Whose end, all right, from verse 18. For many work of whom I've told you often. Now I tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross. We was talking about Christians. Whose end is destruction? Whose God is their belly? Whose glory is their shame? Who mind earthly things? When he says God is their belly, it means that once they don't like something, they don't like the way something is going, that's it. It doesn't favor them, that's it. Okay? I mean, there's a lady when, when you, I mean, we are very small. We did drama here, very small. When we were like 150. And she asked for the drama part, and she didn't get it. That was the last day I saw her in church. And honestly, honestly, I believe the HOD cheated. I, I agree with her, that the HOD cheated because she was a better actress than the person they gave. So I agree the HOD cheated. But I've come to see that, when I say cheated now, inverted commas, because the HOD may have seen something beyond the gift of acting. You get what I'm saying? That made him say, you, you can add fire, sit down. Is this other one that is, is still formulating that we'll give it to? Because God is trying to correct something in character, which is more important than the acting skill. So she left. And I could have called her and comforted her and said, look, I saw what happened. But by doing that, you're undermining nature. You are not helping her. Are you following what I'm saying here? Then that character defect will be amplified. So I said, let her go with intercessory prayer that the Lord will be with her. An angel of God will be with her. Wherever she gets to next time, God will corner her such that she may be married and the husband is in the church. She can't, she can't leave because that's the husband's church. So they don't select her again. But this time, you cannot leave. That's how God does it. So they've held you now. And then the correction will start. Then the Lord will remind her, you know where you walked out of? You should not have walked out there. Because that one will be worse than our own. Because the, the thing always increases. You don't know. This time, in fact, the part they will give you is wakapas. That one you want to be. Okay. So the God is the belly. Now, if we go to uh, quickly, uh, ah, five moments. All right, I'll, I'll show you verse one, Philippians three one. My brethren, I rejoice in the Lord to write to the same things, to write the same things to you. To me, to me is indeed not grievous, but for you is safe. Verse two. Beware of dogs. He's not talking about. It's human beings. He's not talking about dogs. Beware of dogs. Look at it. Beware of evil workers. Beware of concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the word flesh. Circumcision is a painful thing. So when there's circumcision in the spirit, that person has gone through things where they are worshippers there of God. The other set where he called dogs are people that their God is their belief. Something doesn't sit right with them. That's the end of it. Uh, they go to where things please them. If it doesn't please them, we're out. They go today, it doesn't do this, I'm out. It doesn't that them out. He said, beware, all right, of that. Now, he doesn't cast his pearls before swine, and he doesn't give holy things to who? Dogs. Okay? Because if they're going to give you a submachine gun as your permanent possession there, then you cannot be somebody who, when you get angry, 
whatever you see, you use. Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying here? Uh -huh. All right? That's why when people talk about uh, uh, you know, they should bring guns to Nigeria, look. <laughs> Traffic problem. People will have. <laughs> they will pump people there. You, don't bring my gun, my gun, my gun. All right? So it has to be a controlled place. I've seen people that they'll fold them, they'll be abusing themselves, but their hands are behind the back. They're not touching you. You are this, you are that, you are this, you are that, you are this. Touch me, you go to jail. Because over there, if you touch somebody, you are going to jail. But you can be talking, 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 talking. You call, no matter what the other person says, your hands. <laughs> All right, so let me just close and say, so, so what is he talking about? In, in um, Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to verse 5, put the message translation. This is what he wants. This is, where, this is where, what he wants to take us through. Romans 5, 1 to 5, translation. By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with him and make us fit for him. We have it all together because of our master Jesus. Verse 2. He says that not only that we throw open our doors to God, we know this, God throws open wide spaces. Verse 3. Here is the point of where agape love there is more to come. We continue to shout praises, our praise, even though we are hemmed in with troubles. So even though there are troubles there, this is where the people who find this thing find it. In other words, they are there worshipping, all right, God. They are there, you know, right before him in the heat of it and say, listen, Things didn't go the way I thought they would go. Things didn't go the way I planned they would go. But my life is hid with Christ in God. That life cannot be contaminated by anything. Whatever can be contaminated and defeated is not part of that in Christed life. That means there's still something God has that I've not... Are you following what I'm saying here? And you are there. That's what he's saying here. Which means you are rejoicing. That's the agape love that you show to God. So if you ask, what is God's love language? God says, look, go and give all the bond offering. He says, those things, I can gather them myself. He said, the silver is mine. The gold is mine. He said, all those things. That's, he, said, What's the he said, you want to know my love language? Enter crisis and worship me. You want, he says, you want to know. He says, you came. Ah, well, he says, all those things you can do. He says, but listen. That's why Jesus says, who is the father seeking for? Those that will worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. And the worshiper there means that I have gone through things that I did not think will happen. And I have, and he knows that, look, there is the knowledge of wisdom that when I have entered into this knowledge, there will never be, ever again will my expectation at this level ever be cut off. There shall be a reward. And once reward my expectation shall not be cut off. And you press into God pray. That's what it means to wait on him. That waiting there is during that time you're worshipping. Do you get what I'm saying there? Not when, it's out, when you're there worshipping and say, Lord I wait. It is that light affliction which is for a moment which is to turn to the eternal one over and above temporary things. That is what works for us an eternal weight of glory. That's all he's asking for. All this aspects, I'm, I'm telling you this, you make a confession and do everything. You think it's going to, this is what I'm telling you. You think, it's just, I will have read it, somebody said, the, the, what a gentleman went through, I mean, you must have heard about him, who, they just bought his uh, business now for $12.4 billion. But he suffered several years before he got there. Currently, had to. But you see, all those things eventually got himself to a place where the largest asset management company in the world just bought all his company for $12.5 billion. dollars. Listen, will you say, is that glory? Is the suffering? You say, sack me now. That is job. You can't transfer that to children. $12.5 billion. Except the next generation are mad. Are you from there? That's their man. That's the only way the thing will not get to. He has secured it. And that's what God is saying. If you wait on me and you are not angry. You, you know, look, I am promising you disappointment. 
but that is realignment. Yes, sir. Are you following what I'm saying here? Disappointment is realignment. In other words, realignment. God says, adjust, 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 adjust. When did he hit? Ah! When you see anybody disappointed, you say, put your head up. Put your head up. Put your head up. It's even as I won't call his name because, you know, some of you may not, may not. But there's a man who became very big, an instrumentalist. He's an instrumentalist. He saved all his money in school to go and buy that instrument. If I call it a By the time he got there, they had sold it. It was a bass guitar. He sat down, crying in the place. Until, if you know the person, then you, you are on the same table with me. Until the person selling there in Alabama said, but you can learn saxophone now. Take saxophone. That's how he bought saxophone. That's how they know him all over the world from saxophone. But he was crying. You see, if what you were planning didn't work, it's because God has something. That's all he said. Show me agape love. That's what he's trying to say. He says, you love me with agape because I first loved you. You can't say that anything touches you. We will scatter everything. Uh, we can't agree again because what? Because I, 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 I applied to go to, to, to this place. And they said, we are sorry. That then can there be God? I took my three points to Wolfbeck, the, the grounds of Wolfbeck. Grounds of Wolfbeck. One, two, three. They said no. No. He says, I have prepared. Do you get what I'm saying here? And after that, he starts teaching, he starts showing you things that gives you the thing permanently. God bless you.